Play $5 Hit 5 from Washington's Lottery and get a chance to sign a one-day contract with Sounders FC. The Sounders FC Postmatch Show starts now. Selves 0-3 now on the MLS season. If they were down to 10 men after a 40th minute red card to Kelvin Leardam. And then in the 60th minute, Vargas made them pay. Back heel, Piotti inside the box. Gets around Marshall. Still Piotti! There's the goal! Vargas from Piotti. The magician does it in the box. Sets up Vargas for really a tap-in in the 60th minute. 1-0 the final score between Seattle and Montreal here at CenturyLink Field. Disappointed fans walking out of here the stadium. Jackson Feltz alongside Seattle University head coach Pete Fewing, former Sounder captain Danny Jackson. Guys, uh, Pete, I'll start with you. Your initial takeaways from this disappointing loss. It's just... Uh, that has to stop. Uh, I think the coaches know that. The players know that. They've got to take that upon themselves. Trying to find goals. No goals this this season in the uh, MLS campaign. That's got to be fixed as well. Yep. So there's a lot of things that are... I hate seeing... Honestly, we watch Brian go and shake hands. He's always class with the opposing uh, coaches. Uh, but I hate seeing... He's a, he's an, on an yeah. island right now, Danny, right? He's, got, he's going to be thinking for the next few days... How do I get this right? How do I find goals? How do we not give up the silly red cards that are so unnecessary? How does Seattle do a better job? Evan Bush today did yeah. get, I wouldn't say tested, but in the second half there were about five or six shots that all went right to him. So how do they find the corners of the goal? Bruin had a shot. Uh, Gustav had a individual errors in some regards, yeah. whether it's red cards, right? Lack of discipline in some ways in terms of Dempsey and certainly Leardam today. When you look at the giveaway, pretty cheap from Francis to give the possession back, kind of ricocheted around, and then you've got to say Piotti did what Piotti does. He got the ball, he committed. Marshall, we don't see off, uh, Marshall often on his on his heels, got beat quite easily, and it cut it back for Vargas to put in the back of the net. So it, it, I think Brian has always said control the controllables, go back to basics. I think he's going to have to do that. He's going to have to talk about reps. He talks about that a lot. But at some point, he's got to lean on players. Yeah. So it's spacing. They're in the right positions. They've had the right kind of... Uh, you know, areas to kind of receive the ball and attack, and that means something that Brian looks at in the next couple of weeks. You talked about uh, Piotti's run through the box and yeah. his quality service. It comes down to little individual plays sometimes. Piotti just lifted that ball over Torres' sliding foot. If he doesn't lift it, Torres knocks it out for a corner kick, and maybe we end the game 0-0. That little bit of quality, we're missing that little bit of quality to get a cross in, to, to cut the ball back instead of just yeah. getting the ball into the near post, whatever it is, but that little bit of quality. is a back heel to Piotti. Piotti goes in, and he knows that Marshall's going to go to the carpet. And then Vargas did a pretty good job, actually, of putting yeah. it away with some authority. If he doesn't hit that well, Fry might be able to field. Short, stocky, got around, covered yeah. great ground. He played nothing more than one and two touch. He just kept the ball going. We talk about tempo and rhythm in these yeah, kind of games. Yeah, he just yeah. kept this game ticking over. He wasn't overcomplicating the game. And then a back three that I guarantee probably haven't played many games together, if at all. Right. It was kind of cobbled together. Diallo's been out with an injury and you know, a couple of players come in and haven't been quite fit to play. They, did, I mean, they stood pretty strong. Pete, at the end of the halftime show, we were talking about potential subs. You talked about Alex Rodon would be an interesting sub. He ends up coming on. At the start of the second half, we see Jordan Mercury. Because you're a man down, so that made sense to me. It was a good quick fix for the moment 
to have Christian go and play right back. But I think the biggest thing was getting Christian higher up the field right away. And, you know, Danny, you said it while we were watching the game. It wasn't as if Montreal was the better team because they had the man advantage. Right. Seattle still created opportunities and chances for itself. So you mentioned the word rhythm. We have not seen this team get into a rhythm in the 12th minute at Dallas. Yep. Was that the game? It's doing the game. Seattle had about 12 passes and uh, about eight passes in a row. And I said, oh, good, the rhythm's coming. Yeah. But it really has been either absent or sporadic. We haven't really seen that changing the point of attack, which Ozzy was very good at doing. Yeah. He'd take that ball and, and zing it from one side to the other. So they really haven't got on the rhythm part, Danny. When, when you think about the relationships between different players in yeah. different positions, you know, yeah. we're talking about Ozzy and Roldan, how good they've been. The, the three attacking midfield players, I mean, individually, they're good. They've had moments. You know, we've seen Ikrim score a goal in his, in his debut against Santa Tecla and played well. And then he's kind of been off the boil, starting in his start against Chivas, and since then he really hasn't been on the, you know, hasn't been with the team. And I think that glue that we're looking for between these players isn't quite there yet. And again, you know, we can talk about rhythm, we can talk about reps on the practice field, and that's all true, and that's all well and good. At the end of the day, you just got to lean on some of these players and say, guys. In the end of the day, you guys have quality. You've got to pick us up, and you've got to get us out of this thing. Still a lot to get to on the Sounders FC postgame show. You're going to hear from head coach Brian Schmetzer coming up soon. Brian Schmetzer is sitting down for his postgame press conference. We'll head down to the Bowels of CenturyLink now. We had a couple of, you know, you know, sequences where we were able to keep possession in their field, you know, win the ball back, you know, stuff like that. But it wasn't, wasn't as good as we would have liked. Here you go. I don't know if we have that many options, Nico. Um, you know, I can, you know, it looked like they had a chance to be on frame. So it was almost like we played better. Ten men, more determined. Jeff. Brian, you said after the Dallas game that you were going to talk to your players about being careful with video review and picking their spots and, you know, using their judgment. How disappointed are you at, at, at what happened with Kelvin? Very disappointed. Very disappointed. <coughs> Very disappointed. Kelvin understands what he did, apologized. But that's, you know, again, it, it, it comes down to me because I have to make sure that I tell them exactly what the expectations are of this club. And we don't. We don't need to do those things. We want to have within this club, and look, I get it. Guys get heated. It's a heat of the moment. But that's actually when you have to be most composed. And that, that, that sort of stuff is going to stop. That, it, it, it's going to stop. Part of the issue with the violence and the, the conduct? Well, I mean, you could, you could look at Kelvin tonight, Kelvin is very, make mistakes, but the mistakes have to stop happening. And if the mistakes don't start, don't stop happening, then, well, then guys don't stay on the field. So that's, that's the issue. Steven. Seems like your team had their best spell coming out of the, uh, excuse me, coming right out of the break there. Uh, what was the message to them and what changes did you make at halftime? Well, it was just, we had to sacrifice someone. I felt that uh, Handwalla had, had, had been pretty effective against Duval 1v1 situations. So unfortunately, you know, Magnus had to come out. We put Jordan McCrary on, who gave us, 
you know, again, youthful energy. He's excited to get on the field. We put Nico in the middle of the field with Gustav and brought Christian out wide. So you had Christian and Handwala on the on the wings that, you know, created some problems for them. But the message at that, but they were determined not to, you know, lose the game. I mean, they wanted to get a result. And, you know, had one of those shots gone on target, you know, scored, one of the free kicks, maybe the game changes, maybe it doesn't. But, uh, you know, I, I commend them for the effort that they put in in the second half. So, Coach, you're having a very valuable minutes. To the fact that some of the players are injured in the field. Not afraid of the game. Uh, you know, works, does some of the little things that maybe people don't notice, but, you know, I, 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 was, I was happy with, with the way he played. Come back around for follow ups, Jeff. How do you think Roland Torres held up considering you have to use him for 94? Fine. You know, he's made a habit of, you know, going forward, not just for his country, but certainly there's been games in this club where he goes up front and, you know, he can create a little havoc. Um, you know, he got his head on a couple balls and headed them back across the goal. We had some chances there. So, again, the effort was there. Um, had we, you know, had the outcome of the game been different, yeah, I might have brought him off, but, you know. Uh, it, it, it just didn't turn out that way. He had to. He had to play all ninety. Nico, uh, obviously you've always been a guy of controlling the controllables. There's a lot of injuries with the team, but how how confident are you that those players coming back, like Victor? I'm very confident that the entire group, not just the guys that are coming back, will change the outcome of games for the future of this club. It's not like we're giving up. It's the group, and that will spur change. Other questions, guys? Maz and then in the back. I mean, so is that kind of what, what's needed in your next two weeks for you guys to come back and have competition all the way around? Because sometimes that can like, spark um, cohesiveness. The competition can cause cohesiveness in the team and high performance on that. Yeah, I think that's just common sense. I think if guys are competing for spots, the level of the training goes up, and then hopefully the level of the play on the field goes up um it is a co uh, 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 look I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys again it's not like we're an uncohesive group where those guys didn't fight for each other or they didn't want to win the game it's just we're shooting ourselves in the foot because of stupid you know plays that affect the outcome of games and so this is a pretty brutal wake-up call and we have two weeks and we will train well, we will train smart, and we'll train hard, and we will go into Kansas City looking for a result. In the back? Yeah. Coach, can you talk a little bit about your game plan against Piotti and then maybe... Ball drops to them, but that's, you know, Piotti is, you know, a very, very talented player. And he got around two of our guys and slotted the ball across for an easy tap-in. So I would say that our game plan for Piotti thought the game was there to be taken and we just couldn't close it out anything else guys great thank you thank you that was 
That was Sounders FC head coach Brian Schmetzer following the Sounders 1-0 loss to the Montreal Impact tonight at CenturyLink Field. Jackson Feltz back here in the booth alongside Pete Fewing and Danny Jackson. Uh, very passionate Brian Schmetzer there. Uh, and among the things he talked about, very passionate about uh, Calvin Leardham and that, and that red card. As we learned, uh, it was a slap to the uh, opponent's face. Uh, of Montreal, and, and he's sent off, so Calvin, uh, Calvin will most certainly miss a match, then no appeal there. Uh, but Pete, as, as we were hearing him talk, very disappointed, and he also said that sort of stuff is going to stop. He means that. Uh, I think with a, an experienced player like Calvin, it's, it's an extended period of time because they don't play uh, until they go two weeks from now to Kansas City, so it'll even be beyond that one as well. I'm hoping it's only a one game, Danny. I would hate to yeah. see that yeah. turn out to be a two game, uh, but I, he'll talk to it's successful players who brought him an MLS Cup to step up as well. What I do like about Brian is oftentimes when you're talking to the media, yeah. you're not talking to the media. You're talking to your players. Right. Mm -hmm. But he also he knows that the players will watch his comments and listen to those well as he said you know be most composed in the heat of the moment and i yeah, think yeah. you know that that's definitely good advice for for his players really for, for any type of player put in that type of situation it's almost like a forward pete you know when you get inside that box and your balls at your feet the game slows down yep. you find your spot you knock it in the corner and you get the goal so you know there's going to be some words of wisdom coming from brian painful four weeks when you think yes. about the dallas the two-week spell to prep for this game now you're going to sit again for two weeks to the next game and we had such a run of games over such a short period of time this is the time as you know as a player and a coach you want to get back out there yes and put it put it right and yeah. get the first result because i think matt mentioned it during the call you know it sounds like the only team without a point now i think chicago tied with the timbers 2-2 today they got a point on the toronto board got on now for me and we look at his change from a four uh, from his 4-2-3-1 to a 4-4-1 putting four across the midfield is he going to do something what he did in preseason? We talked about this in a couple of segments. Is he going to look at something different, something to kind of re-energize the players, refocus, you know, that that imagination they want to have on the... Yes, they've got a decent result here against Chivas, but all in all, big picture, they haven't quite clicked. And I think that if they can get a supporting player up with Bruin, whether it's a Dempsey coming back, somebody else to get up there, maybe a Bawana with some speed. To there were chances there with 10 men. Yeah, I agree. So when you were saying that, I have a question for you. Yeah. But to your point, I could see him putting Roldan on the wide right. Yeah. Because uh, you could you could put Gustav as the back sure. of the diamond. Yep. You, Roldan did get his goals last year. When he got forward, yeah. he showed it, and he could use a little bit of uh, – uh, maybe rejuvenation or new opportunity and so mixing up the lineup might be the case but Danny here's my question for you you played for him yep do you think behind closed doors we may never know about it but do you think Brian will unleash a little bit at this moment I think he has to yeah I do I think yeah. he starts has to you know he has to kind of ruffle some feathers he yeah. has to grab guys by the scruff there. throw talk, some things against the wall we, we, yeah <laughs> I mean sometimes you have to do that the old yeah. you know Sir Alex Ferguson hair dryer yeah treatment, yeah right? there you sometimes go. you know you've got guys in, on in the locker room who are leaders but yeah. sometimes you have a this is the group of players he's got to get something different out of to get results on the field because the game is unfortunately about results we've had really three years now of slow starts yeah we started we talked about it in the first game of the year yes the Champions League is, is it kind of took some attention away from the beginning of the season but We've had a tough start over the last three years. We've played catch-up. It's worked really the last couple of years, yeah. you know, with Brian yeah. coming in and getting the chance. No, I, I just think this might be the time. I've done it. Yeah. I've done it as a head coach. Oh. I've unleashed on our guys. Uh, 
and it it's something that they need to know that you're passionate about it. Uh, Middlesbrough uh, and Arsenal. He was yeah, last yeah, coach yeah, at Arsenal, Arsenal before Arsene Wenger, and he was a hard man. He was Scottish, and he walked in the locker room and uh, kicked the kids out, and he said, "Peter Fewing, you're not making any." Blankety blank tackles. Uh, Walter Schmetzer, you're not me. And, oh. and Dan Pingree, and he pulled three of us out, right? He, he pulled out Walter Schmetzer, uh, Brian's little brother. And I ran, uh, second half, I ran out and I hammered Freddie Hamill, who's a local, who <laughs> was playing for the San Jose Earthquakes. And Freddie looks at me, what are you doing? I said, sorry, man, I had to kick somebody. And I think that a fire might need to be yep. lit. That fire that Bruce lit under us yep. stayed with control that anger and frustration now to kind of guide this team forward because yes I think there's going to be some emotional words said at half you know um, in that locker room but they did play pretty good in the second half yeah they did create chances you know any other given day the ball could be two or three yards to the right or left of Bush and it'd be the back of the net we'd be talking about a whole different story right, 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 right. but at the end of the day it does go back to results and I do think now that you know the onus is going to be on Brian is okay how much of a change is he going to make doesn't have much. He talked about it in the press conference. Yeah. Personnel-wise, looks yeah. at the bench. You think mm, don't have an Ibrahimovic yeah. to come off the bench and score me two goals. That worked. One, one from forty-five yards. Right? <laughs> that worked. I mean, I mean Ziggy Schmidt looks like a genius, right? You know, but that substitution. <laughs> I, you know, I was going to text Ziggy. I don't know that genius is. Right. Yeah. Let's put that guy in. Let's yeah. see what he can do. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. But you know, I, I do think that, that that Brian does have some decisions to make. Let's get Bruin. You know, he's a battering ram up there, but he needs some support. Yeah. Get somebody up there with him, alongside him, kind of play that kind of archetypal four. 4-2 in a diamond and get guys combining. So there's still a lot of takeaways from this game, and we aren't going to have time for them on the postgame show. Sounders Weekly, Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. We'll go over all of these points we won't hit tonight. Uh, a lot of still stuff to talk about, about uh, from this game. Uh, coming up our next segment, we're also going to talk about what's next for the Sounders, what's coming up next. Uh, but it's time for tonight's Alcatel play of the match. It was the 17th minute. There was a free kick for Piotti, and Stefan Fry stepped up big. Jason Vargas up and over. Stefan Fry just another save. Stephen Fry screaming at his wall. Why did it get there? It did get there, and Stephen Fry shuttles it out of bounds for Montreal's first corner. Montreal finishes this one 1-0. One segment left on the Sounders FC postgame show. Pete Fewing, Danny Jackson, Jackson Feltz will be right back on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. When my hair gets all long and scraggly, I don't feel sure of myself. It's like I'm just a little, you know, off. But after a haircut, it's great. Some MLS scores from the day. Orlando City SC takes down the New York Red Bulls 4-3. LA Galaxy in an amazing match against LAFC 4-3. We'll get into that here in a moment. Columbus Crew fall to the Vancouver Whitecaps 2-1. Uh, Chicago over the Philadelphia Union in Colorado. And Sporting KC beats DC United in Kansas City 1-0. And that takes us to what's next for the Sounders. Next, what's next for the Sounders is brought to you by Bill Corum's Puyallup Nissan Easy, like a Sunday morning. The next match for the Sounders will be against Sporting Kansas City. That's going to be in Kansas City. That is two weeks from today, Sunday, April 15th. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff. We'll have that right here on Sports Radio 950. General, as we know, Pete, you know, there are solid franchise have been around for a long time. Peter Vermes, experienced coach, experienced play. He knows how to get his team going how to organize and there was a tough place to play out there in Kansas City I mean they've had a, a you know they, they lost 2-0 so it's gonna be a tough test and uh, you know I think in the end of the day you can talk as much about Kansas City as you want you can break them down Brian's gonna be pointing right to his own players and thinking to himself what's the next two weeks got in store as he mentioned 
in his press conference, he's going to be organized, he's going to be diligent, he's going to work these guys hard, he's going to give them a break at the right times, but he's going to want a response, Pete. You know this, Stefan. How does he guide the right message? What is that message for two weeks? And how do you build around that message to get these guys prepped for that game against Kansas City? It's funny how it works. Nicholas Ladero, his first game with Seattle, walks into the locker room, he walks in, turns the music off, and he says, we're not going to listen to music anymore. We're going to talk to each other. It's yep. that simple. It's going to be a radio switch, but there needs to be something that the players turn. You were talking about how do you get it right again. Danny, it's old school, but you yep. say, okay, seven on seven, losing team does work. And now all of a sudden, Clint Dempsey doesn't want to do a bunch of sprints, right? right? And so it's just getting the guys back on track. Getting and they got to have a little fun too. By the way, it can't be two weeks of drudgery. Um, it's and and players love to work. These guys they love to work. It's not that they don't want to go out. And ha- they don't want easy practice. You know, you could do. We talk about pre- reps a lot, but in the end of the day, you just got to get your foot behind the ball and put it in the back of the net. However, it goes in. Yep. You know, and, and I agree. I, I think players. However much experience they are, they still need to be guided. And what I believe those players will look for in the video sessions and on the practice field is direction yep. that they can a resolution and a solution to the problem. And they want to see that resolution happen or have some organized process to get there, to get that first result. And they'll do what they have to do. You saw it in the, first, in the second half today, much different than the response you saw in Dallas. Was This was a, a concerted effort to try and get chances on goal. They got the chances on goal. Couldn't put in the back of the net. But me. And, and he gets information. You can see that he, they give him the information he wants, and I think they want him to tuck back, drop back a little bit. And he gives the nod, and he's been there you know, one day he's played 24 right. minutes, whatever it is. But you're right. Even players of that stature want to know what's the plan. Yep. Pete, I'm glad you brought up Ibrahimovic because let's spend a moment. I think it's nothing. And they get a, they get a goal. Ibrahimovic, uh, who was signed by L.A. last week, comes on. They end up coming back and winning 4-3. to three, And Ibrahimovic scores two goals, including just a stunner from like 40 to 45 yards out. And they win. I mean, Ibrahim, Ibrahimovic is one of the marquee players in the world. Um, he had a great season with Man United last year. Multiple goals. Unfortunate for him, an ACL injury curtailed. He's played at Ajax. He's played at Barcelona. He's played in Milan. He's played for Man United. Paris Saint-Germain. He's scored goals everywhere. Played for Sweden. He's been a talisman for the Swedish national team for many years. I mean, I remember that goal he scored from 45-yard overhead kick against England. I mean, that, that was a killer, right? I mean, you know, being, <laughs> being an English supporter. But, you know, he's a player that is going to galvanize, and he does put the fear of God into people. Yeah. You know, he is a big boy. <laughs> yes. But he's... <laughs> Two, three, one. Big, strong, good at his back to goal. Can get in behind still. Even at 36, he's in great shape. He's good in the air, like you saw in the second goal. Got in front of his man and nicked it in the in the back post. The goal from 45 yards. The vision, oh. the ability to do he those smashed things. It. He this, smashed it. This scares defenders. It scares yeah. players. It puts teams on the back foot. The Sounders have a lot of good quality players, but wouldn't it be great to have someone like that? Now, by the way, they're bonded. After the game, there was a Ooh, huddle yeah. with yeah. that group. They all came together. The The second goal was very good as well. He could have run the ball down, but he was in an offside, offside position. So he yep. made the run into the Ashley box. Cole, yeah. Ashley Cole, exactly. Yep. And, you know, that's for Ibrahimovic to come in. He's wondering what the level is. Well, now... One, he's the hero for the day, right, yeah. for all of MLS yeah. today. But but now he also enjoys his teammates. It was probably, you know, I mean, this is the kind of the franchise, I think, for the end of his career, to put him, to carry a franchise like this, to carry, uh, you know, a city like this. And, you know, we talked about LAFC versus the Galaxy now. The Galaxy are under the gun. they got to perform well. They've gone back to what's worked for them in the past. The Robbie Keane coming in in his early 30s. David Beckham coming in on his first days. So, uh, you know, we talk about the Sounders. We talk about what's 
Brian's going to change. The front office are also probably thinking about what they can do to help this team, to help Brian Schmetzer change the dynamics. You mentioned Ladero and what change that made, just his own presence and the ability to kind of carry that team through that season towards the championship. So, you know, I think a lot of people are going to have to shoulder some responsibility here from the players to the coach. I do too. I think so too. I think that's the character of the club. That starts at the very top with the ownership group. But I don't think anybody's going to point the finger. Nope. Uh, players to coaches, you know, coaches to front office. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be, hey, we got to get this right. And this quality, you know, talk about kind of forwards. You know, sometimes you need a, need the ball coming off your knee or your backside and goes to the back yeah. of the net. That gets you going. Sometimes it's, it's just kind of binding all that together. Well, Brian Schmetzer and Garth Lagerwey and everybody in that uh, in that organization, they have two weeks to figure out what they're going to do, make some changes, turn off the music in the locker room, whatever they're going to do, have some fun, get things changed. It's Sporting Kansas City in KC. That's two weeks from today, April 15th. 1 p.m. kickoff. We'll have that right here for you. That is what the Sounders have up against them in two weeks. Uh, we'll be back on the air then. Uh, we'll be from the studios broadcasting, and it'll be Matt Johnson in Kansas City taking the call on that one. Uh, guys, we, we're 0-3, but as I have said, almost to the point where Kansas City thinks of Seattle as a bogey team, Danny mentioned Peter Vermes. They will be a, a very... Uh, tough team to play at home, but yep. to knock off the number one in the West would be great. Well, yeah, glass half full. You've got a coach in Brian Schmetz that will certainly look at it that way. I think now you know, the work starts, the focus begins starting tomorrow. Get these guys home. You know, spend some time with their families, get away from it for, for a day or so, and then get back, get focused. And they'll have a game plan ready to go. Going away from home, try to get a result in a place like Kansas is never easy. But I think certainly, why not? Why not go and get a result sure. there, get a strong result there against the table toppers? That would be a great, great way to start this season in terms of points on the board. Great stuff, Danny. Great stuff, Pete. Uh, Sounders Weekly will be your next chance to hear some in-depth soccer talk here on Sports Radio KJR. That's 7 p.m. on Tuesday night here on 950 KJR. I will host uh, weekly on Tuesday at 7 p.m. But thanks to Pete and P. Fewing and Danny Jackson for joining me on the postgame show. My name is Jackson Feltz. Thank you for listening to this Sounders FC broadcast on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. You've been listening to the Sounders FC Soccer post-match coverage on Seattle Sports Radio 950. Tune in next time when your Seattle Sounders FC take on FC Dallas on your home for Sounders FC, Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR.